It's Friday. What a joy that is. You're listening to Roadmap to Heaven here on Covenant Network. I'm Adam Wright. Happy to be with you for the hour. And, well, let's begin in prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father, amen. We dedicate all of our thoughts, words, and actions to the greater glory of God in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We have a wonderful way to wrap up the week together. For our radio listeners, we're going to have uh, the conclusion of our purgatory series, hearing about why the flames of purgatory are so painful. Uh, and then, you know, we, we've been reflecting on that book, Rue It and Re- or Reap It. It's a booklet, I should say. Uh, so we're going to get some logical points today as to why the souls suffer so much, but why it's worth it. Uh, we also have the conclusion of our four last things on judgment. Father Ripperger has been walking us through judgment all week, so we're going to have that for you as well. And then uh, we'll, in a you know, a day of concluding and wrapping up things, we have the final installation of our interview with Bishop Rivetuso on the Sacrament of Confirmation. Bishop Mark Rivetuso has been talking about that with us all week. We'll bring you that today as well. So that's all ahead on the show. Uh, you know, last night, the family, we got together with my parents and with my younger brother to have Thanksgiving because they're going up to Minnesota to see my older brother next week. And, you know, I said, we still want to do something. So we got together last night, a week out. It was wonderful. And uh, I'm I'm really looking forward. It, it was nice just to relive some traditions with the kids of, you know, we always watched Charlie Brown. And so they watched that. We watched a couple of them. And Uh, They love that, but it was just great to get together with family. So as you're preparing this week, you know, many of you might start traveling this weekend. Uh, Whatever you have in store, I hope that you have a a blessed time, and I hope that you can reflect with gratitude on all the blessings God's poured out in this past year since our last Feast of Thanksgiving. You know, thankfulness and gratitude, it's not something we celebrate one day a year. It's something we celebrate every year. And I am always thankful for the opportunity to start my morning with you. It was a little damp out this morning, so let's go to Mike Roberts and find out what's in store with the weather. Today is the feast day of St. Elizabeth of Hungary. Born at the beginning of the 13th century in what is now Slovakia, she was the daughter of King Andrew II and Queen Gertrude. At the age of 14, Elizabeth was married to Louis of Thuringia, a family that ruled central Germany. Though the marriage had been arranged since she was the age of four, she and Louis had a great love for one another. Elizabeth bore three children and developed a deep love for the Lord. She also had a great devotion to St. Francis of Assisi and used her influence to give extensively to the poor. Her husband, Louis, supported her completely in her charity. She built a hospital with 28 beds and would often visit them and those in prison. In 1227, Louis answered a call to go and serve in the Sixth Crusade but died along the way. After Louis's death, his family accused Elizabeth of squandering the royal purse on the poor and threw her out of the palace. 
However, when Louis's forces returned from the Crusades, they reinstated her. In 1228, she joined the secular order of the Franciscans and went to work in the hospital she'd founded. But soon her own health began to decline, and at the age of just 24, beloved by all of her subjects, she died on this day in 1231. St. Elizabeth of Hungary, please pray for us. I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed day. Saint of the Day can arrive each morning by subscribing on your favorite podcast player. Search Covenant Network to see all our podcasts. A prayer for the holy souls. O Lord Jesus Christ, King of glory, deliver the souls of all the faithful departed from the pains of hell and from the bottomless pit. Deliver them from the lion's mouth, that hell not swallow them up, that they fall not into darkness, but let the holy standard-bearer Michael bring them into the holy light which you promised to Abraham and his seed. Amen. All week long, we've been playing a series of segments, an interview we taped last week with Bishop Mark Rivetuso about the Sacrament of Confirmation, and today we're going to wrap that up. So let's dive back in. I want to wrap up with this. It, it was a hot topic at the Wright Institute of Theological Discourse the other night. The the uh, paper came home with our oldest that said, here are all the important dates for confirmation and, uh, you know, sponsor parent co- candidate meeting in this date. And then one of the ones he noticed, Dad, what's the chrism mass? And and why do I have to go to that? Aren't, aren't we off school on that day? And, and why are we going down there? And I said, oh, the chrism mass is one of my favorite masses. And we started talking about the sacred chrism mm-hmm. and the oil of the catechumen, the oil of the infirmed, and, and the beautiful richness of that mass in the, the life of the church and in the life of the diocese. And a couple of questions came up that, that I answered to the best of my ability, mm-hmm. but the kids yes. said, hey— I don't know that you know what you're talking about here. So come on. So I'll tell you what. I have an interview with Bishop Rivetusa yes. coming up. I, I will ask him. Uh, first off, you know, we, we think of those oils and the oil of the infirmed. I think most of us, we're familiar with that. If, if we know the anointing of the sick, we know the oil. The oil of the catechumen used in baptism. Baptism, yes. As well as the sacred chrism. Uh, but of the three oils— you know, the oil of the infirm, the oil of the catechumen, it, for those of us who have been to the chrism mass, we know are blessed. Yes. But the oil of the sacred chrism, which is the only one we call mm-hmm. sacred, uh, even though they're all mm-hmm. sacred small yes. s, is consecrated. Yes. Uh, and, and when I hear consecration, I, I think of things like consecrated religious, mm-hmm. consecrated virgin, consecration at mass, most especially where, where bread and wine cease to be bread and wine. Right. Um, why is it that the first off, what is the chrism oil? Why is it consecrated? And then in confirmation, the confirmandi are anointed with the sacred chrism, but we anoint a lot in our mm-hmm. Catholic faith. What is the meaning and the purpose behind anointing? Chrism comes from Christ. So sacred chrism, that in the use of sacred chrism, is to remind us by the help of God that we are to conform our very life to Jesus. It's no longer our life, but to live out that image of Christ in our life. So those that are receiving the sacred chrism are always reminded, my life is beyond myself, and my life is not my own. It's always about the life of Jesus. So, you know, I, I always remind the, uh, the candidates that when you receive uh, the anointing with sacred chrism, uh, Christ, you are reminded 
that you are called to live that beauty of Jesus. It's not just an anointing, this part of a ritual, but it's living that ritual in your life, living out that, that grace of the anointing and being sealed by the Holy Spirit so you may always know my life should always conform to Jesus. Does my life conform to Jesus? And I need to remember living out the fruits of this sacrament, my life should reflect that I'm living Christ, the chrism I received on that consecration with confirmation. So I think it's important that we remember those consecrations are uh, 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 giving ourselves completely over in love, over in sacrifice, over in dedication, that we may live chrism Christ in our life. And in the sacred chrism, if I remember correctly, is only used um, for up to four things. And that's anointing of at, at baptism. Mm-hmm. When when those who are to be baptized are baptized, they're anointed mm-hmm. with sacred chrism. They're set apart. Mm-hmm. Confirmation, those who are confirmed are anointed with sacred mm-hmm. chrism. They're set apart. And then for the men who are called to the priesthood, when they or are ordained a priest, their hands specifically are set apart mm-hmm. and anointed with sacred chrism. And then you and your brother bishops, when you were made a bishop, you were uh, anointed with sacred chrism again at that point as well. Yes. There, there's one other time, too. Uh, I have this coming up. We have the old shrine of St. Ferdinand that was flooded. I'm going there on the 18th, and I'm consecrating an altar, and we, we consecrate an altar with the sacred chrism to remind that this is a sign of Christ and his sacrifice for us. So uh, it's another beautiful way when we go in the churches to remember the sign of Christ, the consecration of Jesus, helping us to live our consecration to him as well. And, and that's what sets it apart then from the other two oils, that while the oil of the infirmed is important and, you know, the anointing of the sick confers sacramental grace, the oil of the catechumens is important, the, the sacred chrism is just on a, a whole other level in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fair to say, but and and then anointing is, that goes back to the Old Testament. Oh yes, right. That the things that are set apart for God, yes, are anointed with oil. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and it was always done for kings and priests and all those who were prophets, all those who were important uh, on important task, a important uh, uh, mission by God. God gave them what they needed to, to be equipped to do the task of the mission. So uh, the anointings were always important to remind us. We can only do this by the help of God. And we say that in ordination too. We rely upon the help of the, of the Lord. So we always rely upon the Lord's help to be about the work of the Lord. Yeah, I, I think back, even though they're, they're separated from communion with the Catholic Church, our Anglican brothers and mm-hmm. sisters to the uh, coronation of King Charles mm-hmm. within the past year or so, that the screens come out. And in a very sacred moment in their tradition, he was anointed with oil to be prepared to receive the graces he would need right. to be king. Because I, I can't imagine being king without the right. help of God. I, I wouldn't want to be king without the help of God yes. if, if I had the choice. Uh, luckily, I will n- never be confronted yeah. with that choice. So all of these things, you know, in, in summary, this is about God saying, you're, you're my sons and daughters. You've entered into this life of faith begun at your baptism. You've received the grace that I provide through the Most Holy Eucharist. And I'm choosing to say, I want to give you the grace you need to live out the rest of your life if you're willing to come forward 
and ask for it. And I love that in all of the sacraments, baptism, reconciliation, Eucharist, everything. Mm-hmm. It, there's always God initiates the call, and, and we have the opportunity to say yes or no. He, he still gives us that free will. But once we say yes and come forward, he's mm-hmm. setting us apart in a very, very beautiful way. So uh, not just a ritual to join the club. Yeah. I have my, my lifetime membership to the Catholic mm-hmm. Church. You got that at baptism. Right, so, right. Uh, but a beautiful opportunity for us. Uh, Bishop Rivetuso, I can't thank you enough for oh, really giving us this deep dive here uh, in, in a longer a perspective of all of the things that we might only experience if we go to that mass to see our our friend or our niece or nephew or son or daughter yes. confirmed. Uh, I'm very grateful for your time. Any any final thoughts we haven't covered that you'd like to share you know, with I, our listeners? I would just mention one thing. Um, I think it's important as we remember the sacrament of confirmation to go to the sacrament of the Eucharist very frequently because if we're really living the beauty of Christ's life by the help of the Holy Spirit, living a confirmation, we need to receive Him frequently and the graces uh, from our Eucharistic Lord to live out that beauty of His life and our life, His love and our love, and to live out the goodness of Jesus in our life, His beauty, the beauty of the goodness of, of the Eucharist in our life for others and for our world. So I, I always say it's important as we say amen, be transformed by that amen, by that those graces of the Holy Eucharist, to live the beauty of Jesus in our life, that we receive the gift received, to live that gift in our life. And the Holy Spirit helps us, help me to act upon every one of those graces of the Holy Eucharist so I can live that beauty of Jesus. I always like to end with two things, a challenge for our listeners and then a prayer for our listeners when we have a, a sure. priest or bishop in the studio. And I think the challenge, I, I'd like to ask, um, you know, we think of the sacraments and one of the things that sets us apart as Catholics, weddings, this comes up a lot. The sacraments happen in churches, whether it's our, our parish church or for many who receive the sacrament of confirmation at the, the, the diocese mother church, the, everyone's parish, the cathedral. That's a very important aspect of it, that these sacraments don't happen in a vacuum. So whether all of the parishioners are present, and usually not just due to space constraints mm-hmm. in the church, uh, if nothing else, the entire parish is involved represented through the pastor and others in those receiving the sacrament. So here's the challenge I want to ask for. How can those of us in the parishes, whether we know any of the candidates or not, when our children are coming forward for confirmation, how can we best pray for them? And uh, then after that, if, if I could ask you to conclude mm-hmm. with a prayer as sure. well. I, as I mentioned about the prayer I always say for the, the confirmandi, uh, Holy Spirit, help those that are confirmed to live the beauty of Christ in their life by your help and grace. You know, I, I, I always believe that sometimes when we pray, we're asking God to do what we want. And I always say, I'm not here to tell them, tell God, I want that person to be more generous to me or to be kinder to me. I want for all people, the best prayer is to that all of us become more like Jesus. So I think to help our uh, young people preparing for the sacrament of confirmation, Help them by praying that they just be open to Jesus, open to a relationship with Jesus, open to living the beauty of Jesus in their life. And they may know the the come Holy Spirit who is with them, living the fruits of confirmation, to live a life that is so beautiful, beautifully living a life that imitates Christ himself. 
I love it because at the end of the day, it's it's not Adam Wright on the radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not the catechist. It's not the pastors. Mm-hmm. It's not the parents ultimately who confer that grace. We're all just instruments in the hand yes. of the master. And what a joy mm-hmm. that is. Uh, but he's the one that's going to do the ultimate conversion of heart, the, mm-hmm. the ultimate call. And uh, we're, we're just we're just saying yes to helping him out in yes. the vineyard. Amen. All yes. right. Well, Bishop okay. Rivetuso, again, thank you so much You're for your welcome. time. If I could ask you to close us out sure. with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Holy Spirit, you are the helper, and we rely upon your help every day. May you always come to us, come to our heart, help our hearts to be transformed into the very heart of Jesus. May we always be reminded by the fruits of confirmation that we are called by your grace to live the beauty of Jesus, to live that beauty for others and for our world. Help us always to be joyful in our witness of Jesus in our life and help us to bring that joy to a world that is broken, that needs healing, and to those who are suffering to bring comfort to those who are in need, to be Christ's compassion. May we always bring Jesus to who we are and everything we do. And we ask you to bless us, strengthen us in our faith, strengthen us to live our witness, strengthen us to live that beauty of Jesus. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, if you like this conversation that we were just able to have with Bishop Rivetuso, you know someone who might be coming forward for confirmation this year or in the next few years, we encourage you to share the podcast of Roadmap to Heaven with them so they can get a glimpse of what they are preparing for or what their children, their nieces, their nephews, their grandchildren, whoever it may be, those in the parish are preparing for. It's a great way that we can support one another in our faith. And most importantly, after hearing all of this wonderful information, to pray for the candidates who will receive confirmation this year and in the years to come. And here's the uh, best part. If you'd like to share the entire conversation, well, we've made it available on the Covenant Network YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube and search Covenant Network Catholic Radio. We have it up there as well as a video we just posted yesterday when we were in Springfield a few weeks ago for the Eucharistic Congress. I had that opportunity to sit down with Dr. Scott Hahn. We've got the video of that interview and much more on our YouTube channel as well. So check it out. We're going to take a final break for you with Matt Redman and 10,000 Reasons, followed by the weather and our daily dose of encouragement. You're listening to Roadmap to Heaven. Don't go anywhere. Prayer for vocations. God, our Father, who wills that all men be saved and come to the knowledge of your truth, we beg you to send laborers into your harvest and grant them grace to speak your word with all boldness so that your word may spread and be glorified, and all nations may know you, the only God, and him whom you have sent, Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen. Our Lady, Queen of the Americas, and Mary, Mother of the Franciscan Missionaries of the Eternal Word, pray for us. Hello, podcast listeners. This is Adam Wright for Covenant Network. If you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to hit like and subscribe. And while you're at it, share it with your friends. And now back to the Roadmap to Heaven podcast. Over the past two months, we've been spending some time on the Daily Dose of Encouragement, reflecting on the mysteries of the Rosary, each with a different focus or a different intention. And this week, as we've reflected upon the glorious mysteries, we've been praying the Rosary 
with a pro-life intention. And Patty, I have to say this week has been wonderful. Every week of reflecting on the rosary has been wonderful. I'm just sorry it's coming to an end, but I know we have one more beautiful reflection in store today. We have the fifth glorious mystery, the coronation. And here is the pro-life meditation. Mary is the queen of the universe. The church teaches that she is the greatest creature, second only to God himself. The church defends the dignity of women. We pray that people will understand that to be pro-life means to be pro-woman and that to be pro-woman demands that we be pro-life. I love that meditation. Let's pray with this decade that we truly become pro-woman and pro-life, just as Mary was. And the fruit of this mystery is to trust in Mary's intercession. So let's entrust all mothers to her with this decade and pray that they will choose life for their baby. Another great reflection for us, Patty. Thank you for this week here on the Daily Dose of Encouragement. It's hard to believe that, you know, next week is Thanksgiving. It seems like just yesterday we were beginning the year together, and yet time marches on. And it's a reminder for us that we say, oh, you know, I'm going to get to that later. I'll, I'll get to that. that. That's a ways off. I don't need to worry about that right now. And yet every year at this time of year, I find myself, and so many folks I know find ourselves saying, oh, I can't believe it's already Thanksgiving. I can't believe there's just a few weeks left of the liturgical year, a few weeks left till Advent, and then Christmas will be here before you know it, and then the end of the year, and soon it will be right. Uh, we'll be writing 2024 on all the checks and on every all the forms. How often are we putting off things like the Sacrament of Reconciliation? How often are we putting off that examination of conscience? And I hope if there's one takeaway from the show this week, today especially, but this this week in particular as we've been reflecting upon judgment and purgatory and the Sacrament of Confirmation, it's to use those gifts of the Holy Spirit that we received at Confirmation and actually put those into practice each and every day of our lives and say, all right, well, we want to be the best we can be. And we cannot do that without God's grace. You know, this isn't Adam Wright being able to do it on his own. This is we, we need God's grace to be able to do this. So each and every day, are we making an examination of conscience? Are we getting to the sacrament of reconciliation without delay? You know who wants you to delay going to confession when you need to? The devil. The devil wants you to delay because he doesn't want you to be in that state of grace. He wants you to be a victim of sin. He wants you to be a casualty in the ongoing spiritual battle between good and evil. Don't let him have the victory. You have to use your free will. I have to use my free will to go to confession on a regular basis. And then when we're in that state of grace, the, the best, most perfect way we can avail ourselves of God's grace it's by going to Mass and receiving our Lord in Holy Communion. And then after Mass, in between, whether you're going to daily Mass, Mass a couple days a week, or you're just able to get to Sunday Mass each week, in between a life of prayer, most especially that rosary. You know, all week long outside of the show, as I've been reading the news, as I've been listening to commentaries, as I've been sourcing content for the show, I'm reminded of one thing. And we played this a few weeks ago, those Marian apparitions of the past hundred years. 
the Blessed Mother has told us repeatedly that we need to be praying the rosary. We need to be praying the rosary every day. This isn't a vanity exercise for her. This is about us drawing closer to her son. This is about us drawing closer to God. As we say on Tuesdays when we pray the perpetual help devotions, it's about her interceding constantly for us that we would turn away from sin, be faithful to the gospel, and choose holiness. Uh, we cannot do this without God's grace. The more we pray, the closer we get to God. The more we ask for his grace, the more he gives to us, and the better we are able to avoid sin. Think about that. When you go to confession, that promise you make, I, I firmly commit to do penance for my sins, to sin no more, and avoid the occasion of sin. Well, if, if Adam Wright's doing that on his own, Adam's in trouble because he's not going to last long. But if Adam's doing that with the help of God's grace, then I'm in a much better place. And it's not because of me, but I do have to exercise that free will. So as you go about this weekend, you know, especially with a couple days off next week, perhaps, spend some time being very intentional about this. Don't let what we've said on the show this week go to waste. If, if we need to make some changes in our lives, let's ask God for the grace to make those changes. And let's pray, pray, pray. And we don't have to do it alone. We've got that advocate with us right by our side, praying to her son, praying to the Father, praying to the Holy Spirit. That's the Blessed Mother. She, she so graciously offers herself and offers her intercession for us. Let's take her up on that. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Mary, Mother of the Church, pray for us. St. Joseph, terror of demons, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. For all of us here at Covenant Network, have a blessed weekend. Thanks for listening to Roadmap to Heaven this week. Don't forget to... uh, share our YouTube video of our interview with Bishop Rivetuso. There's no actual video of the interview. It's just audio, but you can hear the whole thing there. Our other videos, our podcasts, we, we love when you share those with your friends. Click like and subscribe. And until next time, as we say every day, don't forget to pray your rosary today. <laughs>